calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Pixels and Flesh, an Anderson Dexter novel written and read by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information, visit darusha.ca. Chapter 26 Dex took Renee's words to heart, and although he couldn't stop feeling guilty, he tried not to act on those feelings. He needed to figure out how to be supportive to Annabelle without telling her what to do. He should be spending time with the local BBB group actually helping rather than complaining. In both cases, he knew what to do, but it was sometimes hard to remember to do it. He was getting better, though, ever so slowly. Annabelle had kept making him go to his band rehearsals, and now they'd even lined up a gig in M-City. Dex still felt weird about it, but if all went well, he'd actually bring in a little money. At least, it wouldn't cost anything, so he didn't have that to feel guilty about. Annabelle's work situation had improved slightly, though she was still locked out of the most lucrative contracts. Luckily, Stella Bish had a slightly overinflated opinion of her influence, and there were enough people and organizations who needed coding help and who weren't her exclusive clients. Annabelle was starting to develop contacts and references on her own. It was slow, but it was steady. Slow. That was the word that described everything. Dex knew that the little they could do wasn't going to change anything overnight. He sometimes felt like it probably wouldn't change anything at all, but he couldn't help but feel frustrated. The details about how Vertisales and Empire were sabotaging each other's holdings were available for anyone to see at the kiosk in Captain Zhang's disc block. It still wasn't the biggest news of the day, but in some corners it had gotten people talking. Some people had begun adding anonymous reports, including a few that were similar to Annabelle's experience at Omnitrack. All in all, over a half-dozen different umbrella companies were now implicated in predatory practices, representing hundreds of brands. It was nearly impossible to keep track. On one hand, Dex was heartened to see that people were adding information to the pool. Knowing what these companies were up to was the first necessary step in fighting them. And of course, if ordinary people knew about it, the bosses at those companies' competitors would know. But could anything really be done to protect the people who worked there? Dex was loading a transport cube with the components for sturdy, prefabricated housing, which the BBB group was helping to construct in the Montbaron Park. The people he'd met previously had decided to make a permanent home there, and enough of them had found ways of making a bit of cash that they had managed to buy some cut-rate shelter units from a wholesaler. They'd needed a delivery address and transportation, which BBB had been able to provide, plus some willing grunt labor. This is the last one. Thanks, Cora. Dex said, taking the final crate from the leader of the group. 
She'd finally told him her name the previous week. Trust came slowly to her, but Dex understood that. He carefully stowed the box in the transport, then sealed up the vehicle. He gave it a couple of loud smacks, and Michael, one of the other volunteers, set it on its programmed route to the building site. Dex flopped onto a nearby chair and wiped his face with the hem of his shirt. This feels like we're really making a difference, he said, even if we're just acting as glorified couriers. I'm impressed that they managed to scrape together enough money to get these so quickly. It must have been some bargain they found. Cora smiled enigmatically, then appeared to come to a decision. There are bargains, and bargains, she said, emphasizing the words with her hands. Are you telling me these housing units fell off the back of a truck? She laughed. Not in the way you mean. They aren't stolen. Exactly. What does that mean? She looked at him, pondering. You used to have a corporate job, right? Dex nodded. Ever in management? He laughed, a short, sharp sound. You're kidding, right? She shook her head. It isn't that much different in the management suites than it is in your bullpens. Sure, there are perks, I'm not denying that. But you've still got your quotas, your ridiculous requirements, your daily terror of being demoted. There are plenty of people wearing management uniforms who aren't happy with the system. A few of them are even in places like the brigade. She gave Dex a significant look, and he was pretty sure he understood what she was telling him. Aside from himself and Jamie, Dex had no idea what the rest of the group did for work. He'd assumed most of them were freelancers, but figured that some of them were still working low-level corp jobs. It had never occurred to him that they might be higher up, but Cora was right. Why not? And more specifically, why not her? Okay, sure, but what exactly does that have to do with scoring a sweet bargain? Cora leaned back in her chair and crossed one long leg over the other. Being in management is strange. You're kind of stuck between two worlds. On one hand, you're the representative of the employer to all the people below you. You appear to have power, but you don't. Not really. Almost all your decisions are dictated either directly from a superior or, more usually, through the procedures. There's not that much room to maneuver with respect to the people. But, on the other hand, you often have a lot of control over the goods. Pulse pricing, stock liquidation, consolidation. Some management positions basically handle all that without a significant amount of oversight. There are lots of ways to move things around that are in complete accordance with the procedures and head office strategies, but that can have additional benefits. Dex took a moment to make sense of what she was saying. So you, or someone, can basically decide that a bunch of housing units need to be sold off on the cheap, and then you, or someone, Cora said smirking, someone can sell them to a group that might not be able to afford them otherwise. Cora nodded. That kind of thing is possible, yes. Dex frowned, another thought coming into his head. Could you, I mean, someone, do that with entire sub-brands? Cora cocked her head. I don't know about that specifically. Maybe? Can you give me an example? Yeah, I think I can. Keeping the details out of it, Dex described what he knew about Arena Nightingale, Colex, and Oyuba. So, Cora said, you're thinking that over a couple of years, some manager consolidated a bunch of subsidiaries from their firm into a single sub-brand, which was then liquidated, to their own private ownership? Dex nodded. I can't see why not, she said. Liquidation is common enough. Firms change market focus and their existing holdings become liabilities. 
If the manager could afford the price that head office wants to get, sure. They could buy up a bunch of product, why not? And then they could turn around and give it all away? What? Uh, I mean, if they wanted to, you know, theoretically. Well, you can do whatever you want with your own goods, Cora said. Once they own it, they can be Robin Hood if they want to. She thought for a moment. You know, that's not a bad idea. A great way to use the firm's own policies against itself, all totally within the bounds of your contractual obligation. A smile grew on her face. I think I like this theoretical person of yours. When he got back to the apartment, Dex linked into his M-City office. His conversation with Cora had given him an idea. Better Biz Brigade seemed to be a clearinghouse for people who were trying to change the system, which was what it looked more and more likely that Irina Nightingale was trying to do with her bequests. Dex wondered if it wasn't an entirely unique strategy. He logged into the BBB boards, his user ID now at a trusted level through legitimate usage. There was a robust integrated search, and Dex spent a few minutes refining his parameters. He fought off disappointment when a search only brought up two posts that referenced leaving gifts in a well, but all that changed when he read the second post. It was made by Irina Nightingale, he was sure of it. The details were obscure, and the post's author was listed only as BBB's typically anonymous user235-K, but Dex found it impossible to believe that the exact process he determined that Nightingale used would be described by someone else, down to the number of disk blocks she'd ended up controlling. There was nothing in the post that was news to Dex, but now he had a user ID. He called up the lists of all posts made under that ID, and then had his system scan for relevant keywords. While the script worked, he grabbed a food brick from the box. Annabelle was online, but must have seen him through her overlay. How was your shift with BBB? I'm sore all over, Dex said, but the conversation was enlightening. Oh? He told Annabelle about what Cora had said, and as he spoke, she blinked a couple of times as she fully focused on the apartment. So she thinks that there are people in management who are sympathetic, and you think that Arena Nightingale was one of them. Dex nodded. I wonder how many of them there are, Annabelle said, and how we could reach them. We could use people on the inside. I think we already are reaching them, Dex said, explaining about finding Nightingale's posts on BBB. It's just a matter of slowly making changes. Annabelle made a face. It's all too slow for me, she said, and way too slow for Lennox Sessa. I know. Dex said, dropping his hand to her shoulder and resting it there for the briefest moment before pulling away again. All the more reason we have to keep at it, even when it feels pointless. Dex's system pinged then, indicating that a search was completed. Duty calls, he said with a small smile. No rest for the wicked, Annabelle responded, but with little joy as she refocused online. Back in the office, Dex called up the results of his search. He skimmed them and found little of interest until he came to a long post by user235-K dated only a few weeks before Captain Zhang had received her inheritance. I was just a nameless, faceless middle manager, the same as a thousand others in the firm I worked for. But unlike them, I believed that we can do better. Not as a company, as a society. I saw what people were doing online, in M-City, creating small pockets of independence. And I saw how the firms were fighting back. It's a war. A cold one, maybe, but there are battle lines being drawn. 
I could see it happening even inside the firm. Consolidation and expansion, anything to keep the market share being eroded. But the people who pay the cost are people like you and me, people who work for a living, people who need the goods and services we create. I don't like it. I don't like the power that the firms have over everyone, management, employee, customer. And the only way to reduce their power is to redistribute it. So that's what I've done. I chose my beneficiaries based on several criteria. Some were people who needed help. Some were people who were on the forefront of making a change already. But they were all ordinary people who deserve an opportunity to finally help make the decisions that affect them. I hope that the little I have done here will help the cause, in as much as there is such a thing. Maybe my small life won't have been entirely in vain. As I've learned, it's all we can hope for in the end. You've been listening to Pixels and Flesh by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information about this and the other Anderson Dexter books, visit darusha.ca. Thanks for listening.